tokusatsu, taking the form of many shows including Super Sentai, Kamen Rider, and Metal Heroes. And today, a group of fans come together to review it for you as Toku Secrets. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Toku Secrets podcast presented by AnimeSecrets.org. I am your host, Boken Silver, Nathan Desaf. And today we are continuing our review of Gridman the Hyper Agent, uh, as we are going to be reviewing episodes 11 through 20 of this 39 episode series. Uh, last time we went over episodes uh, 1 through 10, uh, we once again got the whole crew here. I'll let them introduce themselves real quick. Go ahead, guys. Well, Pat Shinken Red here. All right. Hey, I'm Rizwan Gokai Red. Hey, I'm Kyrie Green, and I want to say to my Zagator, Zagator, get your ass down here. <laughs> <laughs> you, he went right for the reference, not even hesitating. He did. Right for, uh, for for those for those back home uh, who don't get that inside joke. Uh, <laughs> recently, Riz and Anthony have been uh, reviewing a uh, an audio drama based on a. Um, apparently, it's a three season audio drama, which is like a different adaptation of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. And uh, apparently, Zach likes to tell his Mastodon Zord to get his ass down here. So. <laughs> That's a quick plug. We're not getting paid to say this, but. If you haven't already checked out Carl Dutton's Power Rangers audio drama, and you're a fan of Mighty Morphin or Power Rangers in general, you really owe it to yourself to check it out. This is a really different interpretation of Mighty Morphin, and it is spectacular so far. And I'm not even doing a finale yet at season one. And we might consider, uh, for those back home, we, we might actually consider taking a look at it, which is fitting. It's a pretty good time for us to do that, too, since uh, the, the next Sentai that we're going to be reviewing, spoiler alert here, is uh, G-Ranger. So it would be fitting. Yeah, it probably would be fitting, wouldn't it? It would. Yeah. I, I think that'd be, like I said offline, <clears throat> I'd rather compare Z-Ranger to the audio drama than to Mighty Morphin itself. <laughs> Hmm. Although, when did the audio drama start coming out? Like, 2018, I think? Oh. The audio drama is probably going to be better, Like, The audio drama is probably going to be better, then. (laughs) Yeah. Like? It it takes elements of Z-Ranger, it takes elements of Mighty Morphin, the original, and it takes elements from the Mighty Morphin movie from 95 and from the 2017 movie. And oh, wow. the Boom Comics, too. And the Boom Comics, thank you. A lot from the Boom Comics, actually, I think. Because I've only read, like, the first... I don't know... I think I read the first 40 issues of the Boom Comic Studio comics. And I definitely see where they're pulling some of the uh, source from. Well, I'll have to check it out. You do. And all of you back home, you gotta check it out, too. <laughs> and this is in my non-paid-for sponsorship of another podcast. <laughs> Double thumbs up. <laughs> All right. So, with that said, uh, we're gonna move on to what we're at, uh, the actual thing that we're reviewing here, uh, Gridman. Um, gonna do a brief recap of the last ten episodes. Um, there's not really much uh, to go over in terms of story because Gridman is 
a very episodic show, which is fine because this came out in 1993. So uh, you can't that that was back when Toku was a bit more, uh, you know, episodic. So you can't really fault them for that. Um, but anyway, um, so our show takes place in the city of Sakura Gaoka where the computer world, an alternate dimension taking place within cyberspace that is directly connected to our world, it comes under attack by an evil demon called Khan Digifer, who's bent on world domination. Digifer teams up with a social misfit and future school shooter, uh, Tekashi Toto, and that's not an exaggeration, by the way. Um, Tekashi creates a bunch of uh, digital monster drawings, and Digifer brings them to life to wreak havoc, uh, wreak havoc on the uh, computer world, and uh, threatening the city and the entire human world. But fortunately, a an interdimensional police officer from the hyperworld, Gridman, uh, chases Digifer, and he possesses a superhero data created by three tech-savvy kids who who also called the. Uh, their hero, Gridman, and one of the teams, Naoto Show, is a gains the ability to merge with Gridman in order for them to fight as one against Dingifer's monsters in the computer world. And the other two people who assist Gridman are Naoto's friends, uh, Yuka Inoue and Ipe Baba, who use uh, they use their homemade computer video game system called Junk to help Gridman enter the computer world and create weapons for him. So that's about it. Not really much in the uh, wake of story, at least not yet. Uh, so we're going to uh, jump in and uh, just give our brief thoughts on uh, these episodes since uh, not really no real major story, at least not yet. Um, episode 11 is called... Uh, is my allowance 100,000 yen? And it is a question, because, uh, but anyway. Um, so in this episode, uh, Tekashi's uh, Metallus monster, he invades the computer systems for cash registers, and he pretty much, like, um, it messes up the cash register system so that when people, uh, you know, use their credit cards, their point balances get racked up because of the hack system, and... Many people, including Naoto's brother Daiichi, get sent on a spending spree. Um, the, the only big thing that happens here is that Ipe creates a third support vehicle called the God Tank, which is like this large uh, vehicle with twin cannons mounted on top. Um, what did, uh, what did uh, be... Um, I'm going to ask uh, you guys, like, uh, what did you guys think of this episode? Just to start off, since I've been talking for a little bit. Anybody want to give their initial reviews? Yeah, it's, it's a standard episode. It, it's, it's more of introducing the tank. That's kind of the only notable thing that happens in this one. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just typical. Nothing really stands out about it. It has the antics of the kids doing something, and uh, Takasi and them off, like, trying to find another way to cyber attack the computer world and impact the real world in the process. Mm. Um, I actually like the fact that they went with this route, though, for the attack, because credit cards mm. and all that is a real thing that, even today, yep. that's, a huge, that's mm -hmm. a huge thing that can be hit. You want to give any commentary, Anthony? Um, uh, not, not 
besides from you know how freaking Takashi ends up coming up with this convoluted idea anyway. So he bumps to a kid. He drops the drops the credit card, and Takashi picks it up. Kid's going, "Hey, can you please give me my car back?" He's like, "No." And he goes to his mom. Says, "Mom, this weird man won't give me my car back." He's like, "How dare you? You know what? <clears throat> Screw it. I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna go out and ruin everybody's fun. You'll see." And I'm like, Dude, <laughs> "Like, we're so one note. It's pathetic now. It's like not even. It's funny. It's almost like hysterical now." Yeah, I can see what that was like. Don't take him seriously, y'all. He he's he just really just. He, yeah. I think the series him. wants us to feel sorry for Tekashi, but it's really hard. Yeah, and I don't. Feel and, it's hard to feel sad for him because this guy paints a target on his back, and I don't mean it's in a bad way. I mean. Literally, he does everything in his power to make you hate him. Yeah, like, there, there's, there's there's one simple way they could have fixed this dude, which is stupid because in an episode we see later in this batch, they actually kind of do this, where when we get introduced to him, he's angry at people, but when Condigifer tells him to you know make a monster and send it in, you know screw with things he's like yeah but that's a i don't want to go that far that's a problem that would could you know hurt people cause some injuries casualties whatever and then he just like overwrites him to make him a puppet and then every so often he breaks he slowly starts breaking out of it and starts questioning condigifer and then he has to be you know re-institutionalized <laughs> And you kind of just see that he's just being strung along as like a mind-controlled puppet or something. But yeah, like we said last time, even before this, before he even met Condigifer, he was he was threatening to do something messed up. Yeah. So none of this whole sympathy towards this guy thing works at all. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely not. It, it and like you said, Anthony, it makes him almost ridiculous to a point of it being hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I'd probably give this a seven. I, I, I honestly don't remember. Yeah. I honestly don't remember much from this episode. Yeah, it's it's a five. It's 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 nice to see more of uh our main antagonist family's family members doing something and kind of being weird, but you know, it's that only can do so much, so it's about like a, a six or something. Uh, Riz? Yeah, I'm gonna give this a five. I think it's it's not that it's bad. It's just we're falling into this dangerous uh, routine now, where something happens to Takashi in the real world. He gets upset. He vents and makes a monster and goes and attacks whatever thing upset him. In this case, a credit card. Um, there's some weird ones later on that we'll talk about, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the la the last two or so of this, <laughs> last two or three of this batch of episode are probably two of the weaker episodes in the whole series. Yeah. Because because of that. Yeah, and I mean, I'm not saying that this is a complete weakness to Gridman. Because sometimes having something mind-numbing and episodic like this is fine. You don't need a complex story 
like some of the other stuff that we reviewed in the past. Um, so it is nice to get turn your brain off for a little while, but at the same time, I don't know. I, I just, I'm getting worried that we're going to kind of trend down this path of stuff just happening. I mean, I'll, just to give you guys a little bit heads up, it does start to get a little bit more interesting in the next batch. Literally the first episode of the next batch kind of puts a, a twist on things for a little bit. Ooh, so okay. So, so, th- so this is kind of like the weird dead part of the season for the most part. So okay, yeah. Well, that's getting to know. Uh, yeah. Anthony, what do you want to give this for a rating? Uh, I think I'll give it a five too. Okay. All right. Uh, well, we can move on to uh, episode twelve. Uh, Beware the Phantom Thief Marty, where, um, so in this episode, um, there's a thief uh, going around uh, stealing people's things in their house um, named Marty. He leaves, like, this calling card. Um, And at the same time, there's a security man who's going around selling people a new security system, which, um, who turns out to actually be the Phantom Thief Marty. And, uh, Tekashi's monster uh, hacks into the uh, new security system, and uh, m- most of the episode is uh, um, at the end is that uh, Yuka's um, older brother, I believe, gets locked in the house, and uh, they need to get inside, but they can't get in because of the security system. Uh, the the big thing in this though is that uh, in this episode, uh, Ipe gets inspired from a transforming robot toy that he received from the thief. And he creates a new system that allows the God Tank, Twin Driller, and Thunder Jet to transform into a robot to assist uh, Gridman in battle. Uh, it's called the God Zenon, which uh, maybe it's just me, but this thing looks a lot like Optimus Prime. No, you're not being crazy. That's actually the inspiration behind his design. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, so, not, not that it's bad. Like, no, it's still a cool looking robot. Yeah, I could tell. I could tell it was it was inspired by Transformers, especially yeah. with them actually having something like a Transformer here. Like, yeah, I was like, yeah, Transformer. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's still really cool, though. I, I would probably honestly say that. Okay, well, well, actually, no. Sentai robots were starting to look cool by this point, because we had Daijujin the previous yeah, year. Yeah, I mean, we had Dairino, but I would say that it probably looks a lot cooler than a bunch of Sentai mechs that came out before uh, before G-Ranger, at least. I love you, Jetman, but your mechs were just, eh, okay looking. Yeah, Jet well, Icarus was a, like was a little, literal like box. <laughs> what was that, Riz? I like the little mech. Yeah, Tetra oh, Boy. Tetra Boy, yeah, <laughs> Tetra Boys. Boy. Tetra Boys. <clears throat> Oh, but aside from that, I don't know, like, I I guess I kind of liked what they did with this episode, where they, because, like, we find out that the security salesman guy is the thief Marty, like, in, like, the middle of the episode, so I guess it's, I guess I kind of like that they don't try to build up that suspense, probably because I think anyone could have seen that coming easily, but... Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, this is one of those is... episodes where Takashi's actually kind of justified. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> someone, someone actually broke into his house. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah, you can be on Tekashi's side in this episode. Yeah. Just this once. Just, just this once. <laughs> um, Riz, Anthony, want to give their thoughts on this? Or were you done, Patrick? Um... We'll see, we'll see this as we'll see, we'll see this a little bit later on. But I do as much as I like God Zenon, I do. He he really ended up being underutilized very much. Yeah, more. I'm gonna comment on that more later. Yeah, yeah. He has the ability. Like, remind me. Like, isn't one of his attacks the ability to like shoot his fist like missiles? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the first time I've seen that in a Tokusatsu, because the first uh, mech that I remember being able to do that in Sentai was uh, the um, the Super Galaxy Mega, or the Astro Delta Megazord in, uh, yeah. in um, Power Rangers in Space, so Ultraman kind of beat Sentai to that. Mm-hmm. That's, a common abil- that's a common ability in Sentai now, but it wasn't a thing back then. Uh, anybody else wanted to say anything? I mean, no. I think y'all summed up my thoughts on episode 12 pretty well. Um, I do want to say that I enjoy when Ife and, um... Yuka. Yuka. Yeah, Yuka. I wanted <laughs> to say Kata, but that was wrong, because Kana. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, Yuka and Ife, whenever they get to do something like send in a new weapon, design something, it makes them feel more relevant, because without these little things like God Xenon and the, you know, Twin Drill or whatever, there's nothing really compelling about these characters, honestly. So, giving them something to do during battles, nice. I like it. Mm-hmm. Same here. I'd probably give this a a six out of ten. It, like, just I mean, God Zenon is cool, but the actual plot just seems kind of confused. I don't know. I thought this episode was kind of funny. How they they jump him and they tie him up and interrogate him in a pl- playground. That got a laugh yeah. out of me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's a seven for me because I, I genuinely do think God Zenon's first appearance was pretty sweet. He left a pretty I'm good go with a seven as well. Uh, I'll give it a six point five. Okay, cool. Alright, that moves us to episode thirteen, I hate sports. Where um So in this episode, uh alright, uh, I'm gonna explain this uh rather thoroughly. So um Yuka is taking swimming lessons, and she has this new uh, swimming instructor that she apparently admires, and now it's when Ipe get jealous, and at one point, uh, the swimming instructor speaks to Tekashi, and Tekashi gets all mad because the guy is all ripped and actually looks good, so he decides, oh my god, I can't have these people in the gym looking better than me. I'm going to screw with the gym. Uh, oh god. That's a bit. So and, <laughs> It hacks into the computer for the local sports center, and unfortunately, uh, the fathers of all three of our main characters, Naoto, Yuka, and Ipe, they get it sent into this workout frenzy because they can't stop their machines, and which, I mean, that kind of confuses me a little bit. Like, okay, I can kind of buy 
Yuka's father, since he was on a bike machine, which does have, like, electronics involved in it, but I don't get how Naoto and Ipe's fathers were trapped, because they were using, like, like muscle workout machines which, which don't use computers. Yeah. So. It's been loosely hinted at in previous episodes that when someone's caught in a machine that being manipulated, they can't get out. Because, you know, when there was a couple episodes last time where someone was trapped and they went to reach to get them out and they got electrocuted. So there's there's oh, something yeah. there's something more to it than than that. Then, like, they can't get out. Well, it's because they can't. They're, like, locked in or something. Okay, and I guess that kind of makes sense. I mean, yeah. I get your thing there, but... I just feel like... I feel like looking at it from the lens of 2023 hurts it a little bit here. Because that's not how things worked back then. No. But... And so, me, me being me... It's hard for me to suspend my disbelief here to get immersed when stuff like this happens. I'm not but, saying it's terrible. I'm just saying that it's difficult for me to believe it and keep yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not going to debate yeah. that and saying that some episodes, the whole infecting technology thing, like, it leads to some interesting situations, but then there's ones like this that it's just like, okay, you're you're stretching it a little Ow. bit. Like, yeah. Okay, if they if they continue doing stuff like the credit card thing from last time, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Okay, cool. I'm here. I'm I'm here for it. Hundred percent. Let's go. But or or just have. Me, sorry, Bruce. Go ahead. But when you tell me, okay. This guy is on a non-electronic piece of equipment, and he's compromised. He can't move from it. Um, I I kind of have issue with that. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, like they could have easily just gotten away with this by just having, like, like I said, Ipe's father is on a bike machine which does use electronics. So yeah. just put Naoto's dad on. I don't know, maybe an electric, an elliptical machine, and then put Yuka's dad on a treadmill, and then problem solved. Yeah. No, these aren't hard problems to solve. It's just nobody put in the time to think about it. Yeah. Um, but um, there is one big thing to bring up uh, here before uh, uh, something big in this episode. Uh, Gridman gets the ability to combine with uh, God Zenon, so the God Tank, Thunder Jet, and Twin Driller, to become Thunder Gridman. Uh, Thunder Gridman looks awesome. That That is a really awesome-looking design. It kind of... It honestly looked like... I guess if I want to talk about, like, mech designs, like, this kind of looks like it's ahead of its time as far as, like, Sentai mechs come out, because this looks like it could have been, like, a Sentai mech and, like... I don't know, maybe the, like, two th- like at, at the very least, the early 2000s. Like, it looks that awesome. Yeah. I, I like the two uh, Gridman combination forms we get. This one, I think, I think King Gridman, we'll see him next, uh, next set of episodes. I think he's a little bit better designed, but I don't know, there's just something about drill shoulders that's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, Anthony, what did you think of this episode? 
was an okay episode. Um, like I said, the whole thing with it make it's almost confusing how like they how they claim that it's they infect the technology, but it's like how how does this even work when it comes to these type of you know you know women at the gym? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> It's like I go to I like I've been to the gym before and like I'm pretty sure some of the te- some of the stuff isn't made you know using you know computer technology but whatever it's it's you know I mean my fiance and I go to the gym like three times a week and I can guarantee you those muscle machines don't use computers yeah they have electronics that's still not even true <laughs> right it's like they had to really stretch it out just to make it seem like it makes sense it's like we're reviewing the season three years later. And that's still not correct. So, <laughs> yeah, this episode wouldn't even make sense now. No, and, that, and that's why I probably like. I don't know that this is like one of those cases where the thing just really didn't make much sense to me. And it's got some entertaining moments. Like I like the Naoto and like Ipe getting jealous over Yuka stuff. Although I think that that whole thing with her admiring her swimming instructor gets resolved a little too easily like she admires him and thinks that he's a good person but then when he tries to like run away when he can't uh help Naoto, Ipe, and Yuka's fathers in the thing he just runs away like what did you expect him to do in those situations like I mean even before that he was a bit of a douche let's be real here (laughs) I guess yeah but he was one of those Uh, you're thin that makes you less of a man than me okay shut up <laughs> I, I I've known guys like him personally, and they are the biggest babies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'd probably give this a five, just because that just the whole way that they do with the machines thing just was really distracting. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a five, but I want to say that I I'm only giving it because of the technology explanation. I thought the jealousy from Ipe and Naoto. Toward the good-looking coach. I thought that was pretty cool, and that was a good storyline. Because there is that very underlying story with um, the guy having a crust on her. Mm-hmm. Well, there's also a very subtle underlying story of them trying to better themselves as people over time, too. And this is just another... Another uh, Anthony, Anthony, what would you give this episode? Um, I'll give this a six too. Okay. Uh, did you give a rating, Patrick? Yeah, about a five, five or six, something okay. like that. Okay. Uh, that moves us to episode fourteen, manipulated time, where. Uh, Tekashi's uh, Gilleras monster, a mecha version, uh, he hacks into the mean time center in England, which uh, distorts global time and sends the world into chaos since, you know, time is moving really fast. Um, And Ipe is affected pretty badly because he's trying to woo this girl over the next couple of days, but he can't, but it doesn't really work out well because time keeps moving so fast. Um... Okay, first of all, Anthony, do you like? I, I'm pretty sure you'll remember this. What was Tekashi's motivation in this episode? Did he have anyone? 
it was because his alarm clock didn't go off and he missed school. Oh yeah, he's like, what? How dare, he's like, yeah. How dare my alarm clock didn't go off. You know what? I'm gonna ruin everyone's time. Yeah. It's my time for no time. Yeah, no, it's it's a, it, it's it gets ridiculous with this guy. Writers, yeah. if you want us to feel sorry for this guy, you are doing a horrible job at that. <laughs> it's like it, I have a feeling that like any bad thing that ever happens to him, he's gonna be like, ugh, like. I, he stepped on, I stepped, stepped on, I stepped on, he stepped on a toe, on a, like a, uh, like a, like a loose nail or something like that. He's like, you know what? I'm gonna rid of all the nails in the world. Yeah. You'll see. Yeah. I, just, I had, a, I had a number of reasons why I wanted us to look at this show, and ripping this clown was one of them. And you guys are doing a good job. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, I, I think that I think this is a little bit of a better way on how the cyber attack works although i i don't know like there's moments where it seems like people are moving faster than they normally would like like the technology is like somehow making them move faster which you is kind of weird but the, it's kind of implied that the monster that's doing this is also manipulating the people themselves that's why that that beam that they shot into their heads it made them unaware that Something oh, wrong with time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Everybody except Naoto and Ayuka got yeah. affected. Ipe got affected though. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I I but I'll give this episode credit. Like them like distorting global time with the cyber attack did make a bit more sense than the like technology thing in the previous episode. Like I yeah. could I could understand what was going on in this case. Uh Riz, it- you want to say anything? Um, I mean, not, there's not a whole lot here to really comment on beyond, I'm glad we're not doing something stupid in this episode where technology is being made to work in a different way that it shouldn't be working, because I believe that it's something that could happen. Um, I will say that this is, again, bordering on that trend I'm scared of where something very minor happens, Hakusei blows a gasket, and uses his newfound powers and friends to wreak havoc and get his revenge. I just wish that more episodes did something like this, where they attack something global. Yeah. Because everything's been very local for them. Agreed. We need to be hitting more international stuff. I mean, that's the thing about all the TV shows, though. Like, why do they all stick to, like, one area, one city? Now, why um, do all these demons, aliens, and stuff really hate Japan, don't they? <laughs> well, it's like um, it's like Americans hate California with Power Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I will give maybe one or, like, maybe one or two Power Rangers seasons credit. Like I give for this Life to be Rescue, that I feel Life to be Rescue is the only season that can actually say there's a reason why they're going after this particular city. That, yeah. That's the only excuse I can give. The demon's old kingdom was built like oh, yeah. was okay. built under Mariner yeah. Bay. And, and, yeah. and that's no excuse. It's like okay, they're trying to build back their kingdom. Cool. So now we're not going anywhere because no one other no part our kingdom is down here. So we're gonna you know take over here. This is our kingdom. Yeah, but it is kind of 
funny with the idea of a Power Ranger season starting and a bunch of aliens fly up and they're like, screw San Francisco. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, for the fourth time in three years, why us? <laughs> I- I'll-, I'll probably give this episode a... Uh, it's a number six out of ten for me. Nothing bad about it, but nothing groundbreaking. It's seven because it's it's different with them doing something international. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go with a 6.5 on that. And Anthony? Uh, I think I'll give it a 6.2. All right. All right. <clears throat> We get a really good episode um, next, uh, episode 15, called The Distorted Target. Uh, Tekashi, uh, so he revives one of his older monsters, and it hacks into a virtual shooting game in an arcade, and unfortunately, Yuka is the one playing it. Um, and she gets corrupted by it while still wearing the helmet, and she gets sent on a, on a shooting spree because the helmet like, makes her see humans as the monsters in the game okay so first of all we need to talk about Tekashi's motivation in this episode uh he spends like an hour in the game shooting which causes a line of people and someone in the office comes in and says like uh dude you've been like playing for like an hour there's other people who want to play it and he's all like what you're gonna throw me out of this game how dare you i'm gonna ruin this game for everyone (laughs) <laughs> but you literally were watching the game. You, there was a whole, whole line of people wanting to play this game. And the guy was nice to you, too. It's not like he was being rude or anything. Like, jeez. Like, yeah, if you've been playing too long. Can you, can you please, like, let other people play the, play the game, too? I mean, we haven't got all day. Like, like literally, we're going to be closing soon. Like, no. <laughs> yeah, just... <laughs> oh my god, this guy is becoming one of the most annoying people we've ever covered on this whole show. Which is saying something because John exists. No, <laughs> no, no, no. I still prefer Toxic to John. Dang. Oh my I god. Know. Oh my god. Nate. You will not get off the hook that easily for introducing me to John, Nate. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I'm not, so, I'm not defending John. I don't like John either. Just. But about this, you know what? I'm blaming Anthony. Phrases like "Icky Don" or 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 "Ricky Ricky Don." I would listen to that than be around a kid who literally gets mad at every single thing that happens to him. I'm sorry. There's no way I'm going to hang out with Takashi over John. No, (laughs) I'd rather hang out with that that clown than this clown. I'm sorry. I mean, mean, I'm not saying I want to hang out with either one of them. What I'm saying is, (laughs) story wise. I prefer to, the the school suitor to the idiot jungle boy. I'm, I'm sorry, I can't I can't agree with you on that one. If I had to, if I had a choice between either one, I'm choosing the latter because I I cannot I can't be around this kid. I'm sorry. I would have to literally I would end up choking this kid if you don't shut up. Like, over <laughs> <laughs> yourself, dude. It's not about you. This this so, this is this what it's like whenever I'm ranting. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yes. This 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 kid is one of those examples to why people say that we still need bullying in the world. <laughs> yes. Wait. <laughs> what did you say? That's like well, this kid is one of those is 
one of those examples for why we still need bullying. Why we need <laughs> bullying? Yeah. <laughs> why? Why do you need bullying? It's, it's, so it's like one of those jokes that people have been running around online when someone's being stupid. They're like, like this is why we need bullying. I have never because, seen that before, because, and I because, massively disagree with that sentiment. I mean, I do too, but it's also funny for someone to try to justify it because of this a character like this. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, it, so much is like, you know what? Maybe maybe, yeah. maybe bullying isn't isn't that bad. <laughs> a little bit, maybe some of it needs to be because just a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. I can. I, I can maybe, I can maybe <laughs> turn my head a little bit. Just if, this, if this it happens to him. But let's talk about the good part of this episode. Um. So, Ipe, who apparently now has a bit of a crush on Yuka since the girl that he was chasing in the previous episode um, uh, has, you know, met another guy. Um, he lies to Naoto saying that Yuka doesn't want him to come because they were all planning to go to the arcade. And when he and Yuka are only going to go alone, he gets all dressed up as if it's a date. And... He gets really upset with himself when Yuka is corrupted by the system and, like, you know, he's begging for forgiveness and everything. Um, and he had, it actually does kind of play a little bit in, like, helping Yuka, um, you know, get restored. Not, although Gridman has to defeat the monster in order to completely free her. Uh, it, so, yeah, it's, it's nothing deep because it's not like, I, I, it's kind of weird because, like, in the, like, the subs that we were watching were kind of hinting that, like, Yuka wanted to go out on a date with Naoto or something, like. Yeah. Um, so, I guess she's interested in Naoto, but she's not interested in uh, Ipe, which, I mean, I can't really blame her because I'm not a Yeah, I don't blame Ipe. her either because Na Naoto, at least, is a decent person, but Ipe, he's a decent kid, but he's also very... Think for, thanks first, ask, ask questions later. Yeah. yeah. But I still did like this episode because I feel like there was a bit of character drama here with, like, you know, Ipe liking Yuka. Like, it, it felt like there was, like, actual stuff for, like, all, all of the characters to do in this episode. Yeah. It's, it's a very, like, grounded storyline. But I think that's what this show does when it comes to its characters, and I, I like that. So, <clears throat> yeah, I, I mean, it's it's still more characterization than what we got last show. <laughs> yes, <laughs> which is why I would still prefer the characters here to the ones from last season, because at least here we get to know who the heck they are. Yeah, like there's no deep storylines or arcs for them but there is some good characterization like I actually know who these guys are and getting to know their families helps a lot with these guys yeah, no, yeah the, more, the moral of the story is that Michiko Yokote I'm sure that she's a nice person but she should not be allowed to write Sentai's because she cannot do main character <laughs> writing worth anything <laughs> welcome back to part two of we don't like Geki Ranger featuring Gridman <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Rizwan, continuously beaten up on Gekka Ranger for all eternity. <laughs> it's like Riz, it's been two episodes, we're done. No, I gotta...
More. <laughs> no, I have to. I have to get diverted every episode from now on until I find something worse. <laughs> I might just add, I just might have us watch Gek Ghost Sager just so you can continue to take jabs at Geki Ranger, like an extension of that. So. Okay, but see, if I watch Ghost Sager, I might say Geki Ranger is good, comparatively speaking, Maybe. and then that might become my new punching bag. <laughs> so never be fine bag. with that because Ghost Sager is my punching bag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then I don't want your I don't want to copy you. <laughs> okay, okay. I want you to do your thing. I beat up on Gekarinter and we have a you know, we're our own Sentai. We each take a, a Sentai to beat up on Patrick <laughs> beats up on Deer Ranger, you beat up on Ghost Sager, I beat up on Gekarinter. I don't know what the heck Anthony be, uh, beats up on. Mm, it's either it's either between Q Ranger or any ninja, so. You don't like Hero Ranger that much? Nah. Damn. That, that is one that we're probably going to take a look at, possibly. Actually, but... No, I forgot one. Ryu Soldier. I hate Ryu Soldier. The passion. Wow. Okay, I'm just surprised that you don't like Hero Ranger, because I've watched... Well, okay, Q Ranger isn't, isn't that bad. It's just some of the characters I don't like. Okay, uh, but, no, I agree with you on that. There's some characters that are not that great. I will uh, say that, like the protagonist? that, but I take out uh, Q Ranger and switch that with uh, Ryu Soldier. Okay, that's that's more fair because while Lucky is annoying, he's still a better red than Zon. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Anthony, going back to Gridman. <laughs> Um, <laughs> what did you think of this episode? Uh, okay, you know it's it's like one of those like you know. I I what I kind of did like about this episode was that it was one of the more intense episodes because you're thinking like wow like this like this could go like, this could go gone really really bad had you know someone actually like try to aim for the wrong from the, from the wrong angle. Yeah, no, there's actually this. There's actually this moment here where they're like, are they going to try to gun her down? Like, good grief. <laughs> God dang. Uh, yeah. I still found this episode to be kind of intense. Uh, that's actually why I'm going to give this one, probably the highest grade I've given thus far. I'm, I'm going to give this an 8, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a pretty good episode. I'm going to go with 8 as well. Anthony? Uh. I'll give it a seven because of how crazy it was. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next up, uh, episode sixteen. Ipe is scared. Um, <laughs> in this episode, uh, Tekashi. I can't remember what his motivation is, and I'll let Anthony say it if he remembers. But I don't remember. Actually, there was no motivation this time. No. Oh. Okay. They they just showed the monster breaking in and uh, opening up the secure, uh, screwing with the security systems. Oh, no, no, yeah. I remember it. I remember it now. And I, I, I had to pause and laugh at this. Um, he was driving his bike around at night and he didn't have reflectors on. And the oh police were, were questioning if he had stolen the bike or not because he didn't have reflectors on. So he let loose murderers from prison. Pretty very sane reaction, you know, nothing, nothing crazy here. Dude, it has serious. <laughs> like, okay, I don't Dude, know. I once got pulled. 
I got pulled over by the cops once because I didn't have a light on my license plate. I was living in Texas at the time, and that was like a law. And okay, maybe I was kind of a little inconvenienced by that, and that was a little annoying since I didn't think it was a big deal. But that didn't mean that I was going to hack into the police <laughs> system and let murders <laughs> loose. Yeah, it's not how that works. Like, you're like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Uh, like, it's like you yeah. give an inch, but a mile type of type of guy. I'm getting my money's worth out of this. <laughs> Speaking of money, the Commodore was trying to make earlier before Nate cut me off. Sorry about that. No problem. It's all good. But I, I just want to make this comment because I think it's funny. I don't think there's enough money in the world to afford all the mental health bills that Takasi has to incur in the future. I don't think there's enough therapists in the world to give him the mental health that he needs. He's the kind of kid that would need ther- that would, would cause his therapist to need to see their therapist. <laughs> it would, he, he would end up making more money for the mental health field because the therapist would in turn have to go see their therapist and theirs have to go see their <laughs> yeah. I mean, Sigmund Freud would need to see a therapist after seeing this guy. <laughs> Sigmund no, Freud would try to find a way. mom. Yeah, Sig- yeah, Sigmund Freud would find a way to make this about Takashi's mom for some reason. I mean, okay, maybe that's the entire thing here. We don't actually know anything about Takashi's family, do we? It's no. There's been subtle hints thrown around that they are, are like gone on on business, so they're very neglectful, and they just basically like funnel him money so he can kind of live rich. live on his own. Yeah, yeah. T- typical rich business family where they're just never around neglectful don't talk to him kind of leave him to fend for himself of course why not yeah so i still wouldn't justify anything but (laughs) so we've kind of mentioned the plot of this episode um for people back home but to kind of go on uh the security system gets hacked and a bunch of uh and one murderer gets, uh, he manages to escape from prison and steals a gun from one of the cops. And uh, he holds Ipe hostage. And unfortunately, the cops are left uh, scrambling around because of the cyber attack since they get false information. Um, I found this episode to be kind of, uh, I don't know, I, I was entertained by it. I-, I felt that, like, I mean, I felt kind of scared for Ipe's life. And I don't know, the. The murderer in this episode is like such a hateable character, but it's kind of satisfying to see him get hot at the end. I thought I thought it was a generally good episode. Yeah, if, if his justification for doing this was better, like if it was just Condigi for saying, well, "Why don't you just go release some murders?" And this episode would have been good because this is the kind of stuff that I think the season excels at is like it's an inconvenience that actually puts people's lives at risk, and this is. A, well, an interesting approach of doing that, but it's just his his reasoning for doing so just makes this hilarious. <laughs> well, so I think I think the bigger <clears throat> thing here is <clears throat> Con Decipher. <clears throat> his motivation for doing anything he's doing is once again to escape from the cyber world and yeah. the real world. <clears throat> but half the time. Khan Dicifer is held captive to one of Takasi's mental breakdowns and tantrums. Yeah. Like and it, so, 
Yeah, Condigifer doesn't know diddly squat about how the human world works. He's just kind of going yeah. off of what Takashi knows has told him to. So, like, there's there's an episode later on. I'm not gonna say what happens in it because I'll let y'all talk about it when we get there. But I will make the comment that Takashi goes off on his little tirade and starts getting really upset, and Condigifer. I feel like he's pulling a Dark Sidious where he says, "Yes, yes." Yeah, yeah, he does. <laughs> and I'm just like, dude, if you understood what he was getting upset about, yeah, you'd be you killing him. Kill yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. He... Or you find somebody new to go harass. Right. And it's weird because there's been three dynamics like this across the three uh, shows with uh, that's based around this. There's this one, there's uh, Akane and Alexis in Quad S, and then there's Malcolm and Kilo Khan in Cyber Squad, and those two are way better handled than this. <laughs> you don't know what Takasu means? I only know Akane, so like, I, can, I, I can vouch for that. I mean, uh, they kind of took Akane's relationship with Alexis from uh, the Cyber Squad interpretation of this, where Malcolm Frank is very twisted in his own way, but Kilo Khan acts like his friend. So he, so Malcolm has motivation to create these monsters that he can send out to cause problems. It's not a manipulate. It's not a mind controlling some psychotic nutcase. It's a a sadistic narcissist who thinks he has a friend being strung along to do stuff because he's just you know that full of himself <clears throat> and oh, what you're saying you got a friend in me yeah basically like malcolm thinks kilo khan is his friend but kilo khan is just basically like oh he he's being nice to me by making these monsters he thinks i give a crap <laughs> and it, it's it's a much better dynamic than this Which is it's it's funny, it's 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 one of the things I'd like to look at that show very briefly for because the villains are a lot better in Cyber Squad somehow. <laughs> I'd probably give this one. Uh, I still I still do um, enjoy this uh, one though, so I'd probably give it a. I'd say seven point five out of ten. Like Tekashi's motivation kind of brings it down a little bit, but it was still yeah. <clears throat> seven probably. I'm gonna go to six. <laughs> and Anthony six because like you know I was actually scared for for uh, Ipe because like he, 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 he even though we don't like him as much, he still didn't deserve what happened to him. And oh, can we all say that that, that that cop dude? That guy's the I I I really like the cop man, cop dude in this show. He's like the he's like he's like very oh the yeah. oh the the local the, neighborhood cop on the bike. Yeah, <clears throat> it, yeah. He's very reminiscent of like an Ernie from Mighty Morphin kind of vibe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like he's their friend. He he tries to talk to them, give them advice, and he has no idea that they're Gridman and that Gridman's doing a thing or whatever. Uh, did we want to move on? Yeah. Yeah, because now we're introduced to some episodes I like. 
Yep. Yeah. Uh, we get episode 17, A Lonely Hacker, where um, a wheelchair-bound hacker breaks into junk and steals the data for Thunderjet. And uh, he also corrupts several other pieces of crucial data for Gridman's battle. And Naoto and the gang have to befriend him. Uh, to be honest, this episode kind of feels like an old... like. This feels very similar to, like, a Sentai episode where, like, you know, they have to befriend, like, some child of the day that's dealing with the problem. But I think it's handled pretty well. I mean, I, I can't remember what the hacker's name was, but uh, but it was still a pretty good episode. I think, um, what did you guys think? Honestly, I was really in, interested in the storyline for many reasons. Um, the kids just wanted to... You know, he didn't know what he was doing, so he inadvertently hacked and junk and stole files and thought, "Oh, these are cool. I'm gonna take a look at these and you know, do stuff." But he actually had a real-world consequence to it, where Gridman couldn't do what he needed to do anymore. Um, my only complaint, and this is more of a future thing rather than an episode 17 <clears throat> thing. This kid's not around anymore, I don't think, after after this. Not to my knowledge. <clears throat> and like, it'd, be, it'd be nice to have him pop in every now and then when, yeah. when the team needs help and be like, hey, I saw y'all are getting your ass handed to y'all. Here's something I made to help you guys out. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> I think that dynamic would be nice, you know. It could be he he wouldn't be like a mentor figure, but he'd be like an ally mentor type thing. Yeah, like have him start working on backtracking to find where all these monsters are coming from, because yeah. it is a bit of a cat and mouse thing. Takashi and Kondigifer don't know where Gridman is set up, and they don't know where he's set up. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, he and I don't if I unless I'm misremembering something, this is the last we see of this guy, which is a bit of a missed opportunity. Yeah, this is the one thing I wish they had prepared him out and done something with. And, like, I noticed that a problem with early tokusatsu where it's more episodic and self-contained. But every now and then an episodic story can have a character become part of the secondary mm -hmm. cast. It has happened in TV before. It could have happened here very easily and it could have been very nice to have it. But this is also one of the few times in this show, and honestly, even into Quad S for that matter, where we get to see any kind of personality out of Gridman himself. Yeah. He's yeah. a very like hopeful, motivative person. Like he, he's like a very, very strong optimist. And I wish we got to know him as a person a little bit more, but he's just kind of a, a suit for the most part. He is, and it's kind of sad because he has some. There's more to him than we know about, and it kind of sucks that we don't get to know more about him. Yeah. At least so far, I don't know. <clears throat> like, hey, he comes from the cyber world where Condensifer also is, but like, what what is he in that world? What is Condensifer in that world? Where are the rest of their people? What are they doing? These are all things I would like to know more about. Yeah, so far nothing 
in this universe, even into the Studio Trigger animes, has even even attempted to acknowledge any of that information. <laughs> oh man! Well, and I mean, that's fine. They they don't necessarily have to, but I mean, it would be it nice. Would definitely to... give me more context. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> like, I'm. This isn't stuff that makes the season bad. It's just stuff that. You know, it's just a bunch of small things that could have made this better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know what y'all, but up until this point, I've enjoyed Gridman for the most part. Like, there's been some oddities here and there and things I didn't like. But for the most part, I've been, I've been enjoying this quite a bit. Yeah, I'm enjoying it for what it is. Yeah. Because like, like I said in the previous video, like I understand that it's not going to have the same format as Sentai. And, I d- and the more I've watched these episodes, I've just kind of realized that this is just what an Ultraman-esque series is like. And I can, I can get behind that. Yeah. Uh, Anthony, you've been kind of quiet. What did you think of this episode? This was actually a very, like, heartwarming episode. Um, and the character's name is Shigeru, by the way. Yeah. yeah the hackers, Thank you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, the fact that Gritman had this ability that he could literally heal people's, people's like, illnesses, I was like, wow. Like, that yeah. Is- yeah, that, uh, that ability... They don't explain it in this show. They don't explain what this thing is until literally the finale of Class. I'm not even joking. That's <laughs> they go that long before they finally. But this move is called the Fixer Beam, and oh, okay. it it's kind of his his ultimate ability where he's a purifier. He's able to purify like the corrupted and broken technology, but he's also able to extend it to human anatomy. And we see that here. We see that in Quad S a couple of times. Um, so yeah, it's kind of OP to be honest. Wouldn't you say? I'd say so. If yeah, if they utilized it more, maybe. <clears throat> but the few times they've shown him using it on stuff outside of the techno world or the cyber world, he's there's not really been a limit to what he can do with it. And that's why I call it OP, it's because there's, yeah. no, there's no, like, upper limit to mm-hmm. his power. He just, whatever he wants to do, he just does it. There's no explanation, no limitation. Yeah, I'm just, just going to heal your semi-paralyzed legs as a yeah. thank you. Well, gee whiz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's that's part of the problem that I have with the season is that the line between the cyber world and the real world, it gets kind of blurred in these kind of instances where things like this happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, the, the uh, workout episode, there's just a lot of things that shouldn't happen that are happening, and it's for the sake of filling out a almost 40-episode TV show, basically. Mm-hmm. And you can tell that they're just trying to make outlandish plots to fill out the the time slot that they were given by whoever paid them to do this, you know. Yeah. I'd probably give this... uh, I I felt it to be pretty hard one. I'm going to give it an uh, 8 
I'm going to give this one an 8 again. I'm going to go to 9. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. I'm giving it a 9, too, because this episode felt like it actually moved stuff forward. It in in some ways, it was it's the first instance of Gridman kind of making himself known to the public, and uh, we actually lost God Zenon already. <laughs> yeah. Wait, yeah, he gets destroyed I, here? Yeah, God Zenon and Thunder Gridman are officially out of the show. I'm not even oh, joking. Man. <clears throat> they weren't even in the show for like seven episodes and they're already gone. They're only like for three or four episodes and they're gone. Yeah. Because oh, right? Beast Morphers. Yeah. No, because <laughs> Nate, he, uh, Sigeki basically corrupted those files. Oh, yeah, and God yeah. Zenon was like running around. And you see him get blown up. Like his arms got removed and then yeah. and he got yeah. destroyed. I didn't realize he was destroyed. I just thought he was defeated. Wow. Yeah, no, he he's gone. Right, he's, We're not. He's gone. Yeah. Bye bye. Him and Thundergrid Man are effectively gone. And that sucks. I like both yeah, of those things. Yeah, I know. So did I. And I, I hated how they were just here and gone so quickly because we still have nineteen episodes or so left after this. And yeah, yeah. I mean, we're gonna have another support vehicle fill that role. We kind of get started to get introduced to him in the next few episodes. Um, but yeah, I kind of figured we do. Yeah, but the, the the monster also being the corrupted version of um, Elias, the the music monster from a while back, is is kind of kind of cool. And the idea of how they uh, tried to kill Gridman in this one by kind of turning him into like stagnant code or something was kind of interesting. Like it was one of the more creative ways they tried to fight Gridman off. Um, yeah, yeah. This, this whole episode just felt like a lot more full compared to most of them, so I'd give it like a nine. Also, yeah, I'm giving it a nine as well. Okay, I'll change mine to a nine just to <clears throat> be unanimous. Yeah. Um, you don't have to. I mean, that that's your call. You know, like he can. No, I'm still gonna do it. I just think, yeah, this episode was actually much better the more I think about it. But that leads us to episode 18, The Legend of Dragon, where uh, Tekashi hacks into the computer of a local museum where a recovered mummy is on display, and the mummy comes to life. And it apparently thinks that Yuka is his fallen princess, so it attacks her. Um, now, a big thing is that in this episode, we get a new assist weapon. Um, Ipe is inspired by a dragon statue that he sees in the museum which he uses to create a uh, new bazooka-like weapon called the Dragon Cannon, um, which um, he's able to, which helps Gridman defeat the monster. Uh, this is another one of those episodes where I don't get how the technology plays into it. Like, how does hacking into a computer bring a mummy to life? Yeah. Like, the, was there a computer in the mummy's head? Yeah, I don't know. This, is, this episode, in terms of its reasonings for... The, the cyber attack is probably the worst in the whole show. This, this makes... Yeah. This is a garbage episode to me. Yeah, this like, episode makes no goddamn sense. If this episode <laughs> was not in the season, nothing of value is lost. Sorry. Yeah. Outside of the introduction um, of the Dragon Cannon, this episode is just stupid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Dragon Cannon is the only part I like because it's like, a cool weapon. But the entire subplot of the mummy 
doing it's like, how do they work? And how you explain that? How do you explain that to to people who who like watch that on TV and like, wait, there was a mummy? How like they want to want to burn want to burn that thing to make sure it doesn't doesn't come back to life again? And see, the yeah. weird thing is when Gridman kills the virus that attacked it, he immediately collapses and dies again, even though he wasn't attached to anything technological. Like yeah. what? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah, like at least with the workout episode, like you could say, okay, they're machines, so maybe they could give this idea that like maybe in the future they could be powered by computers. So I mean, I could, I could, if I want to suspend my suspension of disbelief, I won't do it. But if I could, I could see how they could get away with the workout machines. But mm -hmm. there's mm -hmm. no excuse for the mummy. No, no I can't see either face. But this is worse to me. Yeah, Th this. Yeah. This is one of the weakest episodes show easily, just because it's so dumb. <laughs> I don't think a single good thing came out of this episode beyond Dragon Cannon. Yeah, I mean, and just the mummy thing. Because, it... Yeah, they tried to make it like some deep, like you feel bad for the mummy because of his backstory and everything. It's like you can do that and not bring him back to life. Yeah. <laughs> It honestly felt more like a Goosebumps episode than a Tokusatsu episode. Yeah. I know. Where's Crip Keeper? You're around here somewhere, aren't yeah. you? <laughs> Which is funny because Goosebumps wouldn't be airing for like another couple of years when this show was coming out. Yeah, well, so. Tales from the Crypt was. So, like I said, where's Crypt Keeper? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan of the Goosebumps series, but that's beside the point. Uh, um... Yeah, th this episode gets a three for me. Yeah. Actually, no. I'm going to say a two, actually. Never mind. Yeah, I'll give it a three. It's this is probably one of the weakest, if not the weakest episode of the whole show. I'm going with a one. Fight me. Understand. Wow. <laughs> Anthony? Uh, I'm giving it a two, because I'm not that mean. <laughs> okay. <laughs> not that mean. <laughs> Yeah, Riz has to Riz has to be the toughest guy on all of these series that we watch. Um, which is not a problem, Riz. I'm not trying to insult you like that. Um, no, I know it's my role. Yeah, <laughs> it's my. All right, next up, uh, episode nineteen: a sexy policewoman in trouble. Which, uh. okay, that that sounds like it should be the title of an adult movie, but. Okay, when, whatever. When the title flashed across the screen, sorry, Nate, I'm going to cut you off here to say this, but <clears throat> when I saw the title flashed across the screen of a sexy policewoman in trouble, I was like, did I just walk is into it, an adult movie? Is this, is this the <laughs> Did I download the wrong show again? <laughs> yeah. I was like, what, what happened here? Why, why are we talking about this? Okay, okay, but nothing major happens in this. There's a new police officer in town. Uh, she apparently previously posed in like a sexy magazine as a model, and everyone's fawning over her. And uh, on a side note, uh, Tekashi's latest monster hacks into a, the computer of a beauty parlor and threatens to kill her and the people inside. I, I mean, I don't know. I had a hard time following this episode because, first of all, I mean... Okay, 
I don't mean any offense to this actress, but she's not a she's not someone that is like groundbreakingly like okay not groundbreakingly but like she's not someone that i would say is like worth fawning over because we've i've seen some pretty hot women in toku shows and like but i I wouldn't say that she's sexy i was more like oh like she oh she's cute you know she's not like she's cute smile she's no not ugly or anything she's just you know she's okay yeah and i know okay but but that's beside the point i mean I don't, like, I couldn't get the story behind her, like, having posed in a magazine, but then she's also a police officer, Mm -hmm. and, like, I don't understand how people don't immediately recognize her if she's that popular. Like, I don't know, this... Go ahead, There's a lot of things wrong with this episode. Number one, the fact that they have to go to this kind of plot, it's kind of uneasy to me. Yeah. Um, second, it's more uncomfortable when you take a step back and you look at what the dynamics are. You're saying, here's the pretty model, and here's how the pretty model has to act. But to balance her out, here's what we view as an ugly lady who's a police officer, <clears throat> kind of gross, kind of bleh. And it's made into like the joke of the episode yeah and i know a lot of people would probably like them and say oh that's funny it's well it's you know witty or whatever but to me it just felt very um distasteful distasteful yeah 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 exactly yeah so i i just did not like this episode and then the last thing is so the cyber attack they do this time is hacking into the thing that the ladies put on their head to warp to heat up their hair for the curling, I think, or whatever. Sorry, I don't ever go to beauty salons. So I don't know anything about it. But somehow they're able to tap into those machines and cause the heads of the ladies to overheat and burn. Yeah, that like, didn't make any sense at all. How the heck do you... Even today, even in 2023, you're not going to have networked Paris salon stations. Like, there's no reason to have them on an IoT network. Yeah, that seems that seems overly complicated for just no reason. Especially <laughs> for the 90s. Yeah. If you like, told me this is something that came out this year. I would still have trouble believing you, but I'll say, okay, there's some stupid person in the world who decided this is needed and they went off and made it and whatever. Okay, I can get that. But, nah. I think the only thing I want to note about this episode is, I I said this a couple episodes back, but when Condigifer tells him to send in the monster to, you know, overheat everything to maybe set the salon on fire takashi actually hesitates it's like yeah but we're getting killed and then he like gets brainwashed harder to do it uh mindlessly i wish they did more of this yeah because yeah if they had had him like this the whole show i would actually maybe feel bad for this guy but well it's the same way that we all felt bad for jared and uncle fury yeah (laughs) 
Yep. Because Dicey was the one calling the thoughts, right? Like Dicey yeah. is the one that told Jared to do X, Y, and Z. And Jared, when he had moments of sanity, didn't want to do it, but for the most part he got overridden by Dicey. Mm-hmm. But here, Takasi's just an idiot. Yeah. Pretty much. I'd probably give this a I don't know. This I, I had a hard time keeping it up. I'm going to give this a two. Three. I'll give me a two. Yeah. I'm going to give it a three just because, like, I don't know. She was cute. Oh, the lady was cute. So I'll, I'll give her, I'll give it that. Well, if she, if it's hurts. not about the cuteness of the lady. It's about the message of the episode in general that I have problems this, with. It's definitely an of its time episode. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I mean, they. They really had to try hard to get to find an unattractive lady to be the 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 love interest for um. I'm gonna mess his name up. The the cop. Kodani Maru. Yeah. I don't remember anymore. Well, I don't know. I, I guess the best way I could say is that I don't know. I guess that lady's not exactly Luca from Gokaiger, or I don't know who the everybody <laughs> thinks is the hottest. <laughs> Toku girl, but I, sorry, sorry, I, I probably shouldn't say stuff like that. Sorry about that, guys. That's <laughs> um, all good. No, trust me. There's there's a lot of people who who would probably agree with what you said anyway. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not trying to insult. I'm not trying to insult anybody on this podcast. Just note that, guys. I mean, whether like, I mean, just I don't know. And I get what Riz is saying about how this episode could be kind of insulting with like, oh, this woman is a bigger woman, so she can't be attractive or something like that. And she's gross. I don't like that either. I get disturbed by that. It's the message of the episode. It's just, it's in very poor taste overall. Um, Yeah, especially seeing how we had that swimming instructor a couple episodes ago who was like, a real man should look like this and everything. And it it made him out to be the bad guy. And then you have this one. One it, that's kind of like the double standard effect, you know. Of this whole episode is meant to show that you don't need to be ripped to be a active guy, and then this episode is ha ha. Look at this ugly woman. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this episode is just in real bad taste. I mean, it's still not the most insulting thing I've seen to, like, bigger women in a Toku show. Uh, I think, Ant- remember that episode of Common uh, Rider Double, Anthony, where um, Akiko is trying to figure out the mystery of, like, who's eating all of this stuff, and she accuses this one maid of being it, just because, oh, you're fat, unlike the other maid, so it must be you. Like, remember uh, that? Yeah, I remember that. Okay, yeah, you sound like you wanted to put that out of your memory, and I really can't blame you, but... <laughs> Um, yeah, Akiko from Common Rider W sucks, by the way, guys. Um, <laughs> sorry, okay, anyway. Um, the point is, is that this is not a good episode, and no. it's kind of demeaning toward women. Um, yeah, I'm giving this a two. This is, yeah, horrible. Uh, Anthony, what did you want to give this episode again? Uh, I'll give it, I'll give it three. All right. 
that leads us to our very last episode, uh, episode 20 called Colors Disappear from the Planet Earth. Um, so we meet uh, Naoto's, um, uh, okay, I, in my notes I have brother, but it's actually his uncle named Jiro, who's a very yeah. famous uh, CG artist. Um, Tekashi wants revenge against him because uh, apparently he was judging a CG art contest and Takashi was sure that he was going to win. And, okay, you know exactly where this is going. He doesn't win the contest and he says, how dare this man not select me as the winner? I'm going to screw with him. Blah, blah, blah. Takashi sucks. Blah. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, it's... I don't know. This is really ridiculous, too. Um... Uh, he hacks into the office of uh, Jiro's, um, the computer system of Jiro's office, and takes away color and starts driving him insane. Um, the big thing, though, is that in this episode, um, Ipe modifies the uh, dragon cannon to turn into like a fighter jet type of vehicle called the Dynafighter, which uh, Yuka can control with like a with like a controller similar to how they controlled the components of the gods in them. Um, <laughs> what did you guys think of this episode? I thought it was... I, I liked it. Yeah, I thought it was good for... I thought it was good for Ipe because it... They, they, there was this theme earlier in the season of Ipe and Nato not sure what they were going to do with their futures. This kind of put Ipe on that track of being like a a 3D designer. Because, I mean, he's kind of been hinted at doing it that all year because he's designed... The God Zenon, he's designing a uh, Dyna Dragon, which is the name of the the mech form of the 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 dragon uh, the dragon fortress that we see here. He designed all yeah. this, so it, it makes sense that he would be interested in going into three D design. So, like I said, it's another small uh, small push of character development in the right direction, and I, I welcome it. Well, the thing about this episode is. Ipe, up until now, has been portrayed in a very confusing way. So, yeah. in some episodes, Ipe is portrayed as a kind of meathead and kind of, you know, goofball, doesn't really care about school, doesn't really have any game plan for life. Um, and he drags Naoto down with him in that regard. But then, he's also a co-creator of Zunk. Mm -hmm. So, Again, the argument has to be made that he knows something and he's not just a kid in high school who's just out playing video games and not really caring about anything else beyond that. Like, I don't think Yuka and, to a lesser extent, Naoto would hang out with him and let him into the, the junk club mm -hmm. if he was just there to play video games. But it was very hard to nail down like you said, Patrick, Ife's motivation, Ife's story, Ife's characterization, that was all stuff that we just never truly got. Like, his path forward, his past and his ambition. I, I didn't know what he wanted. All I could get from him was, I have a huge thing for Yuka. I sometimes am very outwardly annoying. And... I like playing video games and goofing off. And 
I think this episode kind of fixed that a little bit because we we kind of know what he we know what he wants to do. We know what he's good at. So, yeah, one of my fears early on, not gonna lie, was over time I would grow to dislike Ife. And while he's not my favorite character, he's not half bad overall. Yeah. Uh, Anthony, what did you think? Uh, it was a very interesting episode. Um, but, like, what I'm trying to figure out is that how in the world did nobody really, like, I swear, I'm, I'm, I'm actually glad that, because that would have that easy, if they had, e- they, this would have easily would have been found out about who, about who um, Takashi really was if had the other kids had seen that. And I'm just like, why would you think that was a good idea to post? Am I crazy or what? Like, mm, I mean, I mean, I don't, I think that contest was a little bit was a little bit too small note for it to get enough attention for people to try to put two and two together. Yeah. So. Because. Naoto's uncle isn't really all that famous beyond that one subset of people that know anything about CZ art. So not many people would ever know anything about this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I think... It was a weird combination of, okay, cool, I understand how the color is leaving the screens, that makes sense, but then also, how are we taking the color from your eyesight? Same way the Gridman helped his legs. These monsters have the ability to affect people. Yeah, I know, and it just, it feels weird to me. Yeah. I think the episodes, these attacks work better if they affect the technology that affects people's lives, not necessarily affecting the people themselves. Because those, yeah. those, those do push uh, limits a little bit. Agreed. <clears throat> I still say this episode deserves at least an 8.5. That would yeah. be my rating. It was a good episode for eBay. Because... He was a little bit upset after Godzenon got destroyed. He wanted to kind of make up for it, and it kind of gave us a a bit of a a push in the right direction for his character. So it was a welcomed episode. It's a probably an eight or so. I'm gonna give this a seven. Ipe's development was really well done, but I, I just found. Takasi's plot to be frustrating. Anthony? Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give it a seven. All right. Uh, do we want to give it a... Um, I don't think that there's much to talk about with like our overall thoughts. Like, I just... Like, 
I mean, not much has happened here. I mean, but I'll say this, like, just to think about it, I'm getting enjoyment out of it for what it is. Like, I enjoy the action. Yeah. I think I get some decent... Um, I I do want to see what's coming next. And the thing is, is that I, do, I am used to seeing Naoto, Ipe, and Yuka just together as a group. So mm-hmm. I like what I'm seeing. And that I can't really describe much of it either because it's not really a deep series. But... For what it is, I really like what I'm seeing. Well, I don't know if I'm right about this, because I don't know a whole lot about the Gridman impact back then, or even how much Gridman has influenced other stuff since, and really what influenced um, what influenced Gridman to even become a thing. But I will say that Gridman has a certain charm to it that mm-hmm. is making it compelling and interesting to watch it. Like, I could see this very easily becoming something where I'd be complaining and bitching and moaning and saying, how dare you make me watch another bad toku so, like, two in a row, what the hell? But... This is one where I'm not really complaining. I have a couple of nitpicks because of my background. I understand this type of thing more. And so it hurts my brain to see, like, technology explained badly. Um, (laughs) What? I just laughed at that. (laughs) So it hurts my brain when I have to think about how the heck... They revived a mummy with technology. Yeah. Like, I don't understand that. So. Yeah, and how you you described the thing of Gridman having its own charm, that's kind of one of the reasons why I wanted to do this show, because I felt the same way about Cyber Squad way back when I watched it in, like, 93, 94. Because I actually watched that show as it was airing on, um, crap, what was it, UPN or something? It was a weird throwaway channel that was on. And it wasn't any deeper than Mighty Morphin was, because Mighty Morphin Season 3 was airing at the time. Um, yeah. And it wasn't any deeper than that, but there was just something about Cyber Squad that made it hard for me to stop watching and dislike the show despite its faults. And when I sat down and watched this show for the first time, I felt the same way about Gridman. It's not a deep show. It's not complicated or anything, but there's just something about it. And I can't quite put my f- well my finger on it, but the, this, the show, this, show just makes, this show just makes me comfortable, I guess, is the way I want to describe it. Well, the reason you're comfortable... Yeah. I don't know if you're comfortable... Well, okay, when you are a kid, you didn't really care. But now that you're older, you're comfortable because you know what you're getting into. Like, I was comfortable from episode one because I knew walking into this, we're talking about an offsuit toku. Didn't get a lot of recognition back in the day. Um, it didn't get, like, a follow-on franchise, like how... Some of these other yeah, until, until about 2017. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, you know, for about like 
almost 20 years, nothing really happened from Gridman or yeah. Cyber Squad. And so seeing it now kind of blossom, like seeing where it's going and it has a nice charm to it. I, I, I just, I don't know how, to, how else to say that except Gridman, you're right. It's not deep. There's no controversial, you know, things going on. It's not deeply connected and there's a lot of lore. I mean, I want more lore. Yeah, There are things I have questions about that I would love to get the answer to, but for some reason, I'm content not knowing it. And I think it's mm-hmm. just because of the fun ride we're taking along the way. You want to give any commentary, Anthony? Mm, not really, honestly. I'm just enjoying just I'm off the ride. Yeah, and it's a pretty enjoyable ride. That we're yeah, gonna enjoy was, for uh, two more. Yeah, I don't like what the show is. Uh, I just don't like Takashi. Yeah. Yeah, but he's, he's the villain, so we can get away with not liking him. Yeah, he's yeah. just so horrible. It's laughable at this point. Yeah, but the, the, this, this stretch of episodes is definitely a little bit weak compared to the first batch. But I think, especially the first like three episodes of the next, next batch, are pretty uh, interesting compared to what we've had up to this point. So I'm interested to see how everybody reacts to the first batch from next part. Because we're going to have a bit of a story twist episode and the introduction of the new uh, mecha and combination form that we're going to be seeing for the rest Mm -hmm. of the show. Hmm. Well, that's something to look forward to. Yeah. one one closing thought from me. I know we were still talking a little bit, but watching Gridman has gotten me interested in watching Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. I would like to look at it and maybe the anime sequel Quad S at one point. I know that's an already, anime, not a Tokusatsu, but I already said we're going to cover the anime like. I, I want to cover the anime after we finish this, but I know okay. we want to I mean, do the Ranger next. But... I mean, it, like I said, it's only 12 episodes, so we could do it in one episode and get it yeah. all out of the way then and there. Um, so, yeah, that'd be that'd be nice if we could do that. But that'd be, that'd be something to talk more about and plan it out. But yeah, I would love to see the rest of this universe after seeing what I've seen so far. Yeah, Cyber Squad isn't, like I said... I'm, said it a lot of times, but it's a really weird show to go back to because of who's in it and some of the weird things they've done with it. That's why I want to go back to it and watch it, because I want to see Matt Lawrence. (laughs) Matt Lawrence and uh, uh, crap, who was... I forgot his name. Tim Curry. (laughs) Two people in a tokusatsu show. You never thought it would be in a tokusatsu show, but there they are. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, Tim Curry. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody else want to say anything? Huh? Well, All right. I'm, like I said at the end of the last episode, I'm glad you guys are getting some enjoyment out of this because uh, this, this season is a, a personal favorite of mine. And I was worried that it wasn't going to be well received with you guys. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> Yeah, we're definitely getting a lot of enjoyment out of it. Uh, but 
We definitely look forward to uh, seeing these uh, story-heavy episodes uh, that you're talking about next batch, which, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, next time we will be taking a look at uh, episodes 21 through 30. Uh, we got two more podcasts to do with Gridman, uh, 21 through 30 and then 30 through 39. Uh, we thank you guys so much for joining us here. Uh, if you enjoyed this, uh, please check us out at AnimeSecrets.org to check out our other podcast, as well as checking us out on uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and all of the other social media pages. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, please like the video and subscribe to our channel if you're not already subscribed, and leave a comment down below with your commentary and uh, with your comments uh, if you have seen Gridman. And also, if you want, you can leave a comment with... Uh, some reviews that you'd like for something that you'd like for us to check out. We always take your comments into consideration. Um, we would all, I'm also going to give a brief shout out to the people who uh, check us out on iTunes and Spotify. We love you guys. With that being said, we are Toku Secrets, and we will see you guys next time when we uh, take the next big step, which, according to Patrick, is going to be a much bigger step in the grid man. Mm -hmm. But until that time, we will see you guys later. <laughs>